Blog Talk Radio. Three talented women with new music and a message. Gina Chavez, Anita Isola, and Karen Dizel. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, and I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so you can call in, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. Go ahead and email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. In fact, some of you have already. <laughs> well, our special drop-in guest, Gina Chavez, is on the line, so... She's going to let us know about her, her wonderful new EP, Light Beam. And this will be Gina's third appearance on Music Friday Live. And, and you know, and no wonder, a, a, a winner of the John Lennon Songwriting Contest Grand Prize, an eight-time Austin Music Award winner, including Best Latin Band, and the Esme Barrera Award for Music Activism and Education, among many other accolades. She's a music phenomenon and a fighter for fairness and human rights. Gina, welcome back to Music Friday Live, and congratulations on the new EP, and um, welcome back. All right. Thanks so much, Patrick. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and be on Music Friday Live. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and we're actually going to take a little bit longer than our usual three minutes for a new release, because it is so much of a pleasure to talk with you. And um, (laughs) (laughs) So first, uh, I want to know, um, Lightbeam was released last week, but not all of the songs are are out yet. Is is that right? Yeah. um, You know, it's, it's been interesting straddling the digital and physical worlds with this release. Um, (laughs) You know, um, I think with things like Spotify and, you know, other streaming services um, becoming so much more important, essentially I decided, you know what, I think it's, it's worth it for me to release these songs as singles Um, specifically because uh, I think in the last month, Spotify, they've opened up the ability for you to submit an unreleased track to their editorial playlist. And so, and often if you can get on a Spotify playlist, you can really boost your listens. So anyway, so that's kind of why I decided to do that. But in the next, I would say no later than a month, you'll be able to get the full record as a unit online. Uh, But for now, I'm just releasing them as singles. And so if you want to get the new tracks, you know, um, as they're released, then they'll be available on all digital platforms. But like, if you follow me on Spotify, you'll get it first. Um, Or if you're into iTunes or you know, Google Music or whatever, um, all of those platforms, they'll be getting them as I release them. So. And and also the physical album itself is actually available at your concerts, isn't it? It is. So, yes, if you're in the area, um, I have copies just for you. So. Okay. Well, we're going to talk <laughs> about the, the upcoming tour in, in a little while. Uh, and incidentally, you spoke about Spotify and, and uh, the strategies used. Of course, the Music Modernization Act passed the Senate this week. I know, and, and thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that's going to increase the amount of uh, money that starving artists and not-so-starving artists uh, can can make, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? All we need Indeed. is a president. Yeah, signature. no, I think it's, <laughs> it's been, um, you know, I think it's, it's always interesting with Congress and, you know, our government 
essentially being super far behind the times as far as technology. You know, it's hard to keep up. It's hard for me to keep up, much less, you know, a, a big mothership like the government. So it is a very exciting time that they passed the Music Modernization Act for sure. Okay. Well, uh, I recommend to our listeners that after the show that they check it out because uh, it is going to make a difference in how uh, people like Gina get paid and an important difference. But in the meantime, let's go back to some music um, because I want to talk about the EP and the songs on it. But uh, first, we should let our, our audience hear a little bit about what all the excitement's about. So this is your song, Let It Out. stopping us. So what was the genesis of that song? Yeah, so that song is actually, it's a bit of a tribute to um, the people and the places that I have uh, met and visited around the world as a cultural ambassador with the State Department. And the the long story short is, you know, I've been to 12 countries um, kind of as a cultural ambassador and countries that are often not on the radar of many U.S. listeners, um, places like Uzbekistan and um, Saudi Arabia and uh, Kyrgyzstan and things like that. And honestly, I just I was so amazed by all of these beautiful countries and cultures and the fact that we're all, you know, we're all the same. Like we all just want to we all just want to be ourselves and be loved and and people everywhere love to dance. (laughs) And so I kind of wanted to write a tribute to places that I've been and um, I guess that shared feeling of um, that our best selves is when we just let it out, when we just allow ourselves to be the best person that we can be. And at the same time, remembering, um, you know, that people in different com- countries and cultures often don't necessarily have the freedoms that we do here. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of trying to hold both of those things at the same time. Well, that song is um, a kind of straight up pop rock, which is a little different from uh, your acoustic bilingual music. And also I noticed that you yeah. were using, a, I think you were using a Gibson hollow body instead of your usual acoustic guitar. Did mm-hmm. you just decide to try something new or did the music sort of tell you this is how I need to be? You know, it, it was a bit of a process. I essentially took some time to write um, and dive into the craft, craft of songwriting 
And some of the songs were born of um, even kind of like, uh, I actually took some courses online to, to further dive into songwriting because I'm not a studied musician. You know, like I don't read music and I didn't go to school for it. Um, and so, you know, there might be a prompt, uh, for instance, Let It Out was really based on, the, on that guitar riff. Um, uh, and I'd never written a, a song based on a, like one riff. Right. Um, or kind of like a groove. And um, and so anyway, so it's kind of a challenge, really. And then, you know, it comes out and I'm like, this is super fun, you know. And so then I was kind of thinking, like, what is this? What do I want to write a song about? And what does this feel like? And I, I kept thinking about all these places I've been and, you know, how how could I incorporate, you know, some of the experiences and also kind of a tribute to these places and these people's. Um, and so that's really what came out with Let It Out. And then the bridge, I actually, I kind of, in this weird, rappy, singy way, um, I mention almost all the countries that I've been to or like cities yeah. in those countries. Yeah. And so there's and a little cool. bit of Arabic and there's city <laughs> names and uh, a little bit of Spanish. And so it's kind of a mixed bag yeah. there. Yeah. That was really cool. I really like that. Uh, people should listen to the, the whole thing. And, uh, oh, and, and where can people listen to the whole song? Honestly, any of the digital outlets. So, you know, it's okay. on the first Spotify. three of the five singles are already out. So Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon okay. Music. I mean, anywhere that you consume music, it's it's there. Okay. And you're starting a tour next week, I think, aren't you? I am. I'm actually, yeah, I'll be touring a lot in, in October. Yeah, it seems. Well, I looked at your schedule and it's pretty ambitious, uh, September through May. <laughs> and I wonder, are you excited or are you just hoping you'll survive? No, it's a, no, I'm excited though, for sure. Um, it definitely is a lot of flying. <laughs> um, you know, we kind of fly in for long weekends and stuff, but I've had an opportunity to travel the world and I'm actually really excited to explore more parts of the United States, you know, and get to, we're getting to Portland and Boston and Florida and North Carolina and, you know, all kinds of places. So um, right. I'm I'm really excited to just meet the people there and, and continue our continue you know continue sharing music and a message. Well, if you um, are, are up in Portland and and somehow it just occurs to you, you might want to play a couple of gigs in L.A., which I notice is not <laughs> on the schedule. <laughs> Let me know. Okay. I know. Yeah. No, I definitely need to get to L.A. I have a booking agent now, and so we're definitely uh, we're building up. You know what I mean? So. We're definitely going to get out and get out to LA for sure. Um, it's just well, a, a growth area for us. So. Well, well, call me or have your booking agent call me. I know virtually every venue in town, and I'll be happy to to help out because it's been a long time since I've seen you live, and I'd like to. I know. And have you ever better. seen it with the band? No, I've never seen you with the band. Oh, so there it is. Oh, see, that's well, that's the jam right there. <laughs> yeah, I have to settle for videos, which are pretty good. Well, we are out of time, <laughs> unfortunately. So um, I'm, um, uh, and there's so much more we can talk about. We talk about your scholarships and and everything, but unfortunately, we're out of time. So we're going to have to have you back on the air. Maybe we'll do that to celebrate you coming to Los Angeles, uh, right? Let's do uh, it. But, I love it. Yeah. I love okay. It. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to drop in today. Congratulations on the new album. Congratulations on your wedding last September. Congratulations on these wonderful songs. And thank you so much for giving us a, a few minutes this morning. Really appreciate it. Patrick, thanks for the support. Always a pleasure. 
That's Gina Chavez. You can follow her at GinaChavez.com. And while you're there, um, watch your video, I Am Who Am, and also check out that tour schedule. Uh, maybe your city's on there. And, you know, if you live within 50 or 100 miles of uh, one of the places she's going to play, go see her live. It's an unforgettable experience. Well, we have to take a break right now to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, um, our headline guest is with us, Adida Isola. And you won't want to miss this. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyber Station USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archived radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived Cyber Station USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA. Always on the go. And we're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live, welcoming our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. If you have questions or comments for our guests, call us in at 347-215-7511. And um, you can email us, MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. And, you know, if you're listening to us on one of the, uh, the affiliates later tonight, or you're listening to us on Stitcher, you just heard about Stitcher, or if you're listening to us in England on the Artistic Echoes uh, uh, network, uh, go ahead and email us, and we'll, um, we'll send your emails, we'll forward your emails to our guests. And actually, some of you have email. We already have emails from some of you. Uh, so this is going to be very interesting. Um, you know, Anita Isola is just what I need right now. In fact, I think she's just what everyone in America needs right now. Indian born, Michigan raised, now in Atlanta, typical American, you know, from everywhere, confident of who she is and proud that who she is includes being an American. Her music is not typical. It's traditional, but in two cultures simultaneously. She mixes jazz and blues and classic rock with traditional Indian music, and she does with virtuoso piano and a sultry voice that just oozes smooth, right? She's, she's the golden age of jazz. She's the blues you love, and she's the ragas you listen to in the 60s and the 70s that changed your idea of what music could be. But she's also a voice of insight into our national soul. Her debut album, more than maybe lit up the music world and uh, informed of a new talent and a new kind of talent. Her newest album, Beyond Our Dreams is, well, I think it's just what we need. Anita, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi, Patrick. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Anita, I understand that you learned European classical piano and Indian classical ragas together as a child. Um, And I understand that there's a story and a person, a music teacher, who kind of inspired you to bring them together together. Can you tell us that story? Yes, yes. I grew up studying um, classical piano, and I really, I went really far with it and thought at one point I might become a concert pianist. And simultaneously, from a young age, I studied Indian classical vocals, and I studied sitar. And I was just visiting my sister. I was still in high school. I was visiting my sister at the university, and I met one of her musicology professors, she took a world music class and I played piano for this professor. And the professor said, 
what about, and I just before that performed an Indian classical piece for her for the class. So she had heard me do both and she kind of pointed to the Indian classical instruments and then pointed to the piano and said, what about bringing that into this? And I asked her, I asked her, what? Like, I just, I didn't even understand the question. That was so funny. At the time, I just, I couldn't even conceive of it. I was so compartmentalized, um, you know, just the American self, this Indian self, and this instrument and that instrument, that it didn't even occur to me, what if I actually started to bring everything together in one place? And that was sort of the first moment. And I asked her several times, and she kept saying it. And then I finally got what she was saying. But I think, you know, conceptually, it wasn't until years later where my writing started to actually get what she was saying. And then I thought, oh, maybe, I think maybe this is what she meant. And the rest, of course, is history. But (laughs) in that history, um, you brought classical European and classical Indian together. So where did jazz and blues come from? That's also a good question. I'm not sure what happened along the way, but I I swear I was just born to love jazz and blues. It was something that just spoke to my soul from a very young age. And I I think part of Indian classical music is also very improvisational, but uh, Western classical piano is not. And so no. I think I've experimented very much, you know, along around the piano and singing and different things. And I think maybe that was part of why I was drawn to jazz and blues is that it had this improvisational element. And then it, it was just something that was so soulful and it almost bridged some gaps in a way between um, Western music and Eastern music for me. And I started to love it. And I think when I was in living in Chicago, I met a blues piano teacher and started taking lessons from him. And he introduced me to all these great blues pianists and jazz pianists that I still listen to now that have uh, been quite an inspiration for my work and my growth along the way. Wow. Okay. The two, two great stories. Well, um, <laughs> I want to play a little bit of the music that has emerged from those two stories. And, and one also, I think that kind of uh, really highlights your voice. So, Here is Long Way Home. into that is just um, it, it really hits you in the gut you know like most immigrants 
you seem to revere family as a very powerful voice force in your life. And, and one, I think that maybe influences your music. I understand that, that you wrote this album for your youngest child. Um, how else has your family guided your music? Oh, wow. Um, in, in so many ways and in every way, I think when I first started writing, I was worried I didn't have anything to write about and that I didn't really have a voice and I didn't have a story. And then, then I realized I could just tell the truth, <laughs> tell my story. And that would, that would have to be enough. And, and it, it, it does all start with family. When I think about even how I became the musician I am today, um, you know, I think about piano lessons and being driven around by my parents to all the different types of music lessons that they were taking me to. And, um, and I didn't, I mean, the Indian classical music, I, I didn't even quite grasp it at the time, just growing up in Michigan. And I, it wasn't the kind of music that was on the radio. It, it took me a long time to even grasp what it was um, and how it really fit into my life. And uh, so I, I feel very much influenced by that. And then, um, and even just the immigrant story, I mean, the, the song Tourist in Every Town, I wrote that one for my mother. And I think just, you know, it was really about the immigrant story and about feeling this cultural clash between me and our, me and my parents and feeling like maybe we just don't understand each other for, for a good number of years because, you know, there's an American side and an Indian side. And then over the years, there was just just an increased depth of understanding of um, of who the other is and, and how we all really are the same and we're not different. Um, and that we're all kind of on this journey of, of searching together. And that, um, and that was very much, and I feel like just the personal development of me as an, an individual growing up in the United States, trying to find out who I was, that parallel to that, my parents were doing the same thing. You know, even though they came here as adults, they've spent a number of years just growing into the American um, community and fabric and becoming a part of that. And what does that look like and how confusing that is at times. And uh, so that all of that influenced who I am as a person and who I, who I am as a writer. And then as I became a wife and a mother, uh, it took on a whole new meaning as far as the stories that I could tell with my lyrics and my songs and that, you know, I, I could write about anything. I could write about being a mother and being an immigrant and being uh, married to someone I love and just all of these things that we struggle with just as humans day to day, being American, um, being heartbroken about so many different things that go on in our world. And so, yeah, everything, <laughs> everything now, plays a role I'm, for me. I'm always fascinated by, by immigrants, um, especially immigrants who come from traditional cultures countries. Uh, one of the puzzles that you just spoke of and that, that immigrants from countries like India have to have to solve in America is <clears throat> our emphasis on the individual rather than the family. And I know from many young immigrants growing up that this is a reversal of the cultural priorities that their family has that they're raised with and often leaves them unsure of who they are. And, and sounds like that happened to you. Very much. I, I, I was going through this journey of what do I do? You know, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And I, 
tried to talk to my parents about it, and for the longest time, they didn't understand. They're like, oh, well, I just became a doctor, and I just became an engineer, and, you know, I didn't think about it so much. They were so confused <laughs> by, by me just trying to figure all this out, and they were, and also, it was so humbling just to even think that for them, you know, that, that was such a huge success, like, to be able to make a life for their family was the greatest gift, and people didn't ponder so much about their greatest life's passion. That was their passion was to try to create a life that um, where they could survive and have means for their family and um, live day to day. And then that in itself was the dream. And, um, and it still is in a lot of ways for so many people, but it was different growing up here and trying and then having you know, everything provided for me and then starting to be like, well, what am I really passionate about? What do I really want to do? And, and then looking and, and just noticing everyone's just trying to make it. Everyone's just trying to make a living. And yeah, but for my parents, it was definitely a different, it was, it was definitely different because for them, it was more about family culture and just following a path and not questioning it so much. And I was definitely well, I wanna, a question. I want to play a song, one of your songs that kind of addresses <laughs> all of that. Um, and I understand it was also something you sang to your newborn son. This is uh, Beyond Our Dreams. <laughs> because it's such a beautiful song and you do so many things with it. In that song, you sing, there are no limits to what we can do. Now, you, as we have we've been discussing, you made some pretty atypical choices for an Indian woman. Uh, and I probably you were met with some resistance from traditionalists in the Indian community and where you were and from your family. Did you tell them that there are no limits to what you can do? Oh, good question. I don't think I said it out loud. <laughs> but I think one of the things about, 
becoming a mother um, was that I, I think I thought that my life, I had to accomplish everything before I became a mother. And that time came and, and I realized that my journey never really has to end. And that was a really powerful message that I wanted to share with my children is that we are limitless and that our journey never ends. And so my journey wasn't going to end when his journey began and that we would travel that journey together. And so there was a depth that even if I believed that, oh, I can really do something musically, there was much more of a depth that to me as a, as a person um, and as a writer and as a musician that came to me through becoming a mother as far as the, the meaning of that and how important it was for me to just keep going no matter what. Good for you. Well, I, I want to remind our listeners that we're talking with Anita Isola, and you can talk with her too. You can phone in or email. We actually, we have a bunch of emails, and I want to get to those emails right now. Um, Renee in Dallas wants to know, is there a large music community in Atlanta, uh, and is that where you first heard the blues? And we're running we're a little tight on time, so short answers here. Gotcha. Um it's a great music community, but I've only been here for about five years, and I've enjoyed what I, the, the people and the venues I've gotten to know so far, and uh, they've very much embraced my various styles of music, jazz, blues, and Indian. I think they really do appreciate how different it is, um, and I, I, I think there's a love of all of it. But the first time I really – I grew up in the Midwest. And when I was living in Chicago is when I really started to get into, into blues. And, and yeah, I almost feel like the playing I have almost has a Chicago blues or even a New Orleans blues influence more so than Atlanta. All right. Um, Figura <laughs> in L.A. Uh, just wants to tell you there's a big Indian community in L.A. Check out India Sax for Western Indian music. So when you get off the air, you can, you can do that. Minch in New York City okay. wants to know, is Brooklyn a kind of Indian music center in New York City? And I know that Brooklyn's the home of the uh, the Brooklyn uh, massive Raga uh, community. So is, is that is that your sort of home away from home, Brooklyn? Yes, it is one of the homes away from home. Um, Brooklyn Raga Massive is the collective of Indian musicians that was formed um, several years ago, and they have a weekly jam that happens every Thursday. And for my album release, I, I did a, I was the feature artist at Brooklyn Raga Massive. And a lot of the founding musicians from that collective actually played on, on the album, on this album, Beyond Our Dreams. So okay. become, getting to know that group of musicians and playing with them was really just incredible. Yeah. And so definitely if, if, if you're New York based and you're not yet aware of Brooklyn Raga Massive, check them out. They also have okay. a 24-hour live festival coming up in October, I believe, as well. Ooh. Raga's Live. Well, speaking yeah. <laughs> of festivals, uh, Laverne and Tampa want you to know about the, I hope I'm saying this right, Shruti Foundation, which produces the Tampa Bay Indian Music and Dance Festival. So who knew in Tampa oh. Bay? Um, Zilch24 in Seattle says, um, do you ever play with Bollywood bands? Om in Seattle plays Bollywood for children, right? Okay. You ever oh. play with Bollywood bands? I never have. Um, I think I've seen them. It's just more of a, it's kind of a different thing. One is more almost like a wedding band type of thing, where my yeah. music is 
pretty original um, and more improvisational. Even if I am doing a cover, I kind of have my own spin on it, and I do a lot of improv, and so it's almost like a different type of musician, right? And if, well, everyone needs a good wedding man, and everyone loves a good Bollywood band, I'm sure. Um, yeah. It's a sort of a sort of a different world from what I live in. Okay. Um, Roz in Atlanta says, yay, Eddie's Attic. I have seen you there. I'll be there next time. Okay, good for you, Roz. Yay, okay. All right, we are getting a little tight on time, and I do want to play the next song. This is my favorite song. This is America. from Pete Singer, I think your song America is one of the best expressions of this land was made for you and me of what Americans are, at least in music today. But I wonder, yeah, you know, in listening you. to that song, you're welcome. Uh, you sing America, you broke my heart. And then later on, you tell us we all dream the same dream from sea to shining sea. So how does the dream and the heartbreak all fit together? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I think, you know, with You Broke My Heart Today and then going to Do We All Still Dream the Same Dream, I think after I said You, uh, you Broke My Heart Today, I said, I know you'll finally find your way. And and we'll always – I think one of the things about America is that even even when tough, it's still, it's still our country. It's still us, and we still love us no matter what. And – I just know that we'll figure it out. And even if it takes a long time, we'll still figure this out. And I still believe in it. And um, it gets me emotional, but yeah, it's, I still believe in it no matter what. I, I think that um, one of the answers uh, is in one of your Instagram posts that you tagged with immigrants make America great, which is something I'm reminded of every day as I negotiate what is the second largest Spanish speaking city in the world, Los Angeles. But when I listened to that song, it made me wonder what is it you see for yourself and your young family in America? Um, I see it being American. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that there was, there were moments. I think we all felt like, wow, well, maybe we want to give up and, 
maybe we want to find a place where we feel welcome. And, and then I thought, no, no, we want to stay. We are part of, this is our country. This land is for you and me. And this is our country. And I feel like I spent a lifetime finally realizing that I'm a part of this country and that I add something to this American community. I'm, I'm part of the fabric here and, and all of us, my family and the Indian community and any immigrant community that we're a part of this and we make, we make it great. And um, so I thought it's important to stay. And I feel like the more the demonization of immigrants takes place, um, while it's heartbreaking and it's shameful, I don't think it's the end of the immigrant story. I feel like it illuminates us further. It brings us into the light, and I feel like we'll shine brighter than ever before. It, it's never going to be the end of the immigrant story in America because we're all immigrants here. Uh, yes. The, <laughs> the Native Americans, and they actually immigrated across a land bridge 12,000 years ago from uh, from Asia. Well, we are out of time, um, and uh, I want to make sure that uh, – we let people know where they can find your music. Where can they find your music? Yes, it's available on all downloading and streaming platforms. So iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. Um, you can stream it on YouTube as well, Amazon. You can find it anywhere, download it, stream it, and it's called Beyond Our Dreams. Okay, all right. Well, uh, Anita, I, I, I know you're a, a busy woman and you're a you're a high school teacher, you're a musician, you're a mother, you're a wife, you've got all these things going on. And yet you, you took time to spend almost a half an hour with us today. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure, Patrick. I really enjoyed speaking with you and sharing my music and sharing conversation. Okay. And Anita Isola, follow her on social media and at AnitaIsola.com. And if you uh, have a chance to see her live, you should do so. And, and don't forget about uh, all the stuff that goes on in, in Brooklyn. Well, we're going to have to take a break. When we return, Karen Dizel will be with us. So don't go away. This is going to be lots of fun. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And who knows, maybe we will see you in San Felipe. So if you're in Southern California or in Arizona, uh, like he said, there's a fabulous vacation waiting for you only a half day's drive in San Felipe. On Mex in Mexico Sea of Cortez, you can golf and you can swim. You can take the family clamming. You can tour galleries. You can dine on Mexico's finest seafood. They pull it right out of the ocean right there. And even you can even fly an ultralight if you want to. You can do all of that while staying in a luxury condo, a budget studio apartment, or even a private sandcastle. So mysanfelipevacation.com. And when you get there, 
put in the discount code MFLA5, and you'll get 5% off of every booking you make, mysanfilippevacation.com. Well, we have another special guest on the line, uh, Karen Dizel, who has been on Music Friday Live before, bringing us her award-winning music. But today, she wants to talk to us about a special event, but we're also going to talk in, her into playing a little music, too. All right, Karen, uh, great to hear your voice. So tell us, where are you going to create smiles this Saturday? Oh, um, I will be... Uh at an event in Anaheim, um, create a smile and it, uh, is a fundraiser, um, where I will be singing and, and they focus on, uh, raising money to help kids fighting childhood cancer, have, um, a lot of happy experiences and trips to Disneyland and princess parties. And, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a, a fancy dinner and it's a gala and there's a fashion show that the kids put on dressed as superheroes and a lot of inspiring stories, and I'll be singing with my friend Michelle Arion, and um, my friend Johnny LaCosta is a great comedian. He's going to be hosting, and the whole thing is filmed by Create a Smile, um, which is run by my friend Shereen Youssef, so it should be fun. Well, just having you sing is it will create a smile, I'm sure, um, <laughs> and, and both on them and on you, too, right? So. So you, you got involved yeah. through, through Create a Smile, through a friend of yours. How long have you been working with them? Um, just a couple of months. Uh, but I've worked a little bit before with a nonprofit called Regular Hero. And my friend Johnny LaQuasta um, and uh, Steve Simone, they're both comedians that are involved, Regular Hero, that kind of introduced me to that world. And um and they're up at Children's Hospital a lot where we met Shireen, um, whose nephew is fighting cancer. So, And Shireen had started her own nonprofit once she realized that um, that there's a lot of red tape with a lot of other uh, national, bigger nonprofits. So just to kind of help more on a local scale. Um, and when I heard about that and, and the fundraiser, I thought it'd be a really fun place to sing and a really good Thing to get involved in, so I've been lucky to to meet them. You know, I, I, I as you know, I talk to fifty or so musicians a, a year here, and many of them, but but a small, but not a huge percentage of them, uh, are actively and very upfront about being involved in charitable causes. And uh, I wonder. Do you what's the connection? Do you do you see a connection between the music world and the charitable world, or is it just sort of individuals? I think there's a connection because I think that music is healing, and um, you know, it, music it, it's it's a love language. It connects people. It makes it like you said makes people smile. It brings them together. Um, but I think most people have had that experience where they're in a place where you know maybe they're heartbroken or they're angry or whatever emotion you're having, I feel like music can really comfort you, calm you, make you feel understood. You know, it, it's um, even when like, you know, to use an angry example, you listen to a really angry song in your car, somehow it just makes you feel better, you know, knowing that someone else like has felt those things too. And so I think music of all genres are just really, really healing. And it's, um, you know, it's got that sort of celestial element that nobody fully understands. Uh, <laughs> sort of mysterious, but 
but I think it fits really well into a world like a nonprofit world where people are also using, you know, their skills, their experiences and turning it into something that can benefit others and help them. And um, I have a lot of admiration for people like Shireen and, and her uh, sister-in-law, uh, Radha, who, who do that, you know, they, they suffer something and they turn it into something good for other people. And I think that's what musicians do too, in a way. So I definitely see a connection there. Okay. You, you mean you're not always happy when you're sitting on the 405 or, or the 10? No. <laughs> Sometimes you got to put on, you know, Rage Against the Machine, whatever it is for you. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. All right. Well, I, I know you're going to, you said you're going to, you're going to be singing there. Um, and uh, j- mm-hmm. just, let's just remind people, um, this is this Saturday. That's tomorrow. It's going to be at the Hilton Embassy Suites um, in Anaheim South. That's uh, on Harbor Boulevard, actually in Garden Grove. And it'll be from 6 to 10 p.m. And I believe it's uh, it's probably, uh, speaking of freeways, it's just off of the 405, too, not too far from there. So 6 to 10 yep. p.m. Right. Yep. So it'll be easy. And it's Saturday. Let me just tell everybody in Los Angeles, Saturday. So the 405 is going to be 60 miles an hour the whole way through. So no matter where you're coming from. Okay? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. Yes. All right. Well, as long as I have you on. Right? Uh, and actually, you know, at that time of day, it's probably not going to be too bad because you'll have missed all the Disneyland traffic. Um, yeah. The, uh, as long as we have you on, I, I want to give our audience uh, kind of a sample of some of the, the songs uh, that you might be singing there. And this is Secret in the Heart of the Poet. I'm a stranger in a waiting room Where I can't recognize myself I get flashbacks to a past that seems to Belong to someone else Yeah, but we don't talk about that Just don't look down and don't look back I was trying to let you in when I said I have all these songs I want to write And they keep me up at night Yeah, babe, I Keep you up at night I toss and turn Cause I can't let anybody hold me But I will always be lonely And I need someone to know me So I'll, I'll write a song You can forget Hey, can you feel my heart, yeah. Well, you know I question everything. Cause I don't know what's real. But if love is talking. You know, we have a, a saying around here, um, 
poetry's not dead. We just call it lyrics now. And mm, I, I love that. I think that's that's a, a a good example of poetry and lyrics. Uh, no matter no no wonder you produce so many wonderful songs. That um, it's it, but it, you know, in listening to that that it sounds like songs won't let you go until you write them. You sort of, is that true? Oh, I like the way you said that. I like the way you put that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of part of what that song's about. The idea of the song keeping you up at night. Yeah, um, I mean, I know I know you like to write too, Patrick. I I guess sometimes when you have something that you just know you got to write, like it can um, it can uh, hold on to you and let, until you put it on paper. So I definitely, when I wrote that song, I felt that way about it. I knew that that there was something that I needed to to get down. I actually went to Big Bear for the weekend. I was kind of in a um, funny frame of mind. I knew I needed to get away. So I went away and I just went into a cabin for like uh, two days and I wrote that one and I just um, really loved it. And then I got my friend Gavin Bailey who's singing on it and who produced it. I played it for him and he had some ideas and then we, we went and recorded it in Malibu one weekend. So it was just, uh, yeah, that one was definitely one I felt like I had to, had to, get out that held on to me until I wrote it for sure. Well, I, I, I've heard from, from not only you, but from many other musicians too, that, uh, uh, sometimes the, the songs have a life of their own and, and it's not always a good life until they get written. So there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you got coming up in, in terms of live appearances? Anything on the schedule? Um, well, right now I'm, pretty focused on wrapping up this EP and, and getting it out. So I've been in the studio a little more um, okay. than playing live shows. So I'm playing, I'm playing this weekend. And then after that, I'm kind of laying low, finishing this record. And I have another record in the works with my friend, Adrian Griffin. And I kind of want to finish those, get them out. And then I'll probably start playing out to promote them. Um, so later on this year. All right. Well, when you do, let us know, and we'll have you back on for a full interview um, and uh, talk about the songs and the album and everything else. So please let us know about that. I will, definitely. Um, there was something you said about lyrics. Like, uh, what was the quote you said? Poets, uh, uh, poetry. It's a little sign, actually, no. we have in, in the studio here, and uh, it's something I, I wrote years ago. Poetry's not dead. We just call it lyrics now, and it's all around us. I love that. I've, I've got to tell you, my friend uh, Sarah Hayden, she's a musician, and she just released a book uh, called Lyrics is Poetry, where she, she does that. She takes songwriters' lyrics and puts them um, in a book as poetry. And it's, it was just a lovely idea, but it, it speaks to to exactly that what you said there you know that it's like it is kind of modern poetry so mm-hmm. you would love that book I bet I always encourage uh, our guests to publish their lyrics if they're legally able to because yeah. that's what they're right. saying you know and you can't you mm-hmm. can't always get them just by listening sometimes that that just doesn't doesn't quite work particularly with women's voices if it's uh, pop music or rock music and there's a snare drum and the snare is about the same um, um, level as the uh, the voice. It's kind of hard, but uh, so 
I always encourage people, publish your lyrics because that's what you have to say. Yeah, yep, I I agree with you. All right, well, we are uh, about out of time here, and I want to remind everybody again that they have an opportunity to see you live and to make some children smile, and that's tomorrow (laughs) afternoon. If you're in the Los Angeles area, it's in Garden Grove, so it's you know it's kind of central. You can drive north, you can drive south from Los Angeles or or north from uh, Orange County. Uh, it's at the Hilton Embassy Suites. That's in Anaheim South. That's on eleven seven sixty seven Harbor Boulevard, um, and it's six to ten p.m. And I understand there's what there's there there's a dinner, isn't there? Yep, a dinner and um, a fashion show by the kids and some inspiring stories and live entertainment um, from me and my friend Michelle Arion and Johnny LaQuasta. And uh, you can get tickets at goldendreamsgala.eventbrite.com. So goldendreamsgala.eventbrite.com is where you okay. get tickets. Okay. Well, well, Karen, thank you so much for being there and for reminding us of the event and for letting us play one of your beautiful songs. And like I say, as soon as you have that album ready, get back to us and, and we'll, we'll have you and all your songs on. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in today. Thank you so much, Patrick. I appreciate it. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer, Lars Christensen, our program director, Jason Bartleben, our intern. Well, actually, she's not our intern anymore. Angeline Serrano has her own radio show, okay? So download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Next week, we're going to talk to Zach Carlson, and we probably have a surprise guest. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page. We'll update you on all the guests. Have a great musical weekend. We're going to leave you with a little music now. This is Bet on Us by Anita. by uh, Anita Isola and since we have a minute or two here I'm going to let you listen to the whole thing here Love is harder to find Watching our friends slip through our lives I still bet on us every time Everybody's getting Down through the ride as the world collapses.
enough. 